they're going to win it all. They're going to win it all. Is the competition too tough in the AFC to even fathom or even have an idea really now about who's going to win it? Hello, we're on our final pre-season week. Even though people are having a bye week, that was last week actually, but this week we are back, we are back, we are back with our final pre-season episode and it's the best division in town. It's the Easts. The Easts are very thin. East side is the best or is West side the best? Who knows? Ben will tell us the answer. Hello Ben, you well? I'm not bad, thanks. And I can confirm it is the West side. West side is the best. (laughs) With you started work the... recently this week, haven't you? I have, and that's not with the Division B podcast. It's uh, actual life work. So Maybe one day this could be work. That would be a dream, wouldn't it? <laughs> Getting paid for it, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, not bad. I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to watch some NFL. Big gutty we can't watch the Rams-Bills, because mm. that's an unbelievable opening game. But uh, we move. We still move. We tomorrow. Move. Yeah, technically tomorrow. Well, no, for us, technically two more days, but yes, tomorrow for the US. Um, but we won't be talking. Oh, we will be talking about one of those teams today. Mm. We will. We will. Indeed. But should we, should, we, should we dive right in? Let's go straight into it. What do you want to start with, the AFC or NFC? NFC this week, I NFC think, is the, uh, the fair thing to do. The NFC East. Probably the most open division in the NFC this season. Absolutely agreed. Before agreed. we dive into our position, a lot of what the only te- the only division in like the last six years, I think it is, to have a team get into the playoffs with a losing division, with a losing mm. record, sorry. I think that, like, what, that's only two seasons ago through COVID. So all teams seem to be on a bit of a bounce back. Um, but let's get into it. Let's, 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 delve in let's let's get into the details of all teams of brown where, where have you seeded everyone so i have as we always start number four first so number four i've got the new york giants number three it's the new washington commanders let's take command the, at number two it's the dallas cowboys and then number one it's the philadelphia eagles let's, let's take command isn't quite a Broncos let's maybe. ride let's ride <laughs> uh yes yeah, commanders so take you. command <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Commanders, take a man. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, it's slightly different again, which is quite nice. With after the first couple of weeks, we've actually sorry after the first week, we've actually got differences every single week, which is nice. Mm. Four, I've gone with the new Washington Commanders. Number three, the New York Footballing Giants. Number two, the Dallas Cowboys, and number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. I just want to say quickly, schedule wise. These teams have the four easiest schedules in the yeah, whole of the NFL. Say, it's a piece of, it is a which piece of you'd, you'd expect because all these teams are pretty poor recently. Yeah. Last over the yeah. Big time. Um, Who, do you want to kick Gi- off? Giants? Should we go Giants? Yeah, let's go Giants. Quite a nice team. We can talk about a lot of them. Um, in, my, in my opinion, this has to be Daniel Jones's last chance. Like, well and truly. 
we saw it with Sam Darnold right up until the end of his rookie contract. Almost exactly the same place, I believe, um, with getting the chance in the Big Apple, not quite having it. Coach is not working out for him, but can't always blame it on the coaches. Time for him to take account. Time after time, he hasn't delivered. He only needs to show hope um, this season. He doesn't need to show that he can take them to the divisional round or the wildcard round. He just needs to show them that there's hope and light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to struggle like he has done since he's coming for Eli Manning. Um, and I think now with the new head coach, obviously Brian Dable coming in from Buffalo, um, I believe in his first head coaching role. It's a real weird situation in New York for the Giants. Um, I think he's got the weapons, uh, Daniel Jones. He's got the likes of Saquon Barkley, running back, um, Kadarius Tony, who was a pick in last year's draft. Um, Sterling Shepard's also there as wide receiver. But Kenny Galloway he... as well? Sorry? Galloway um, yes. as well? Yeah, him as well. Um, but the thing is, can he, can he allow them weapons to basically take fire? Or is he? Is it just going to be a lull like it has been in the last few years? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you look at, like like we talked about last week with the North with Aaron Rodgers, I know he's got a legacy now, but right from his early days in the league, he was given second, third round picks and turning them into these Hall of Fame standard players. Daniel Jones isn't ever going to be that unless something major happens in a U-turn this season for him. Um which is a bit of a shame because, as you say, the, the, he's got the Arsenal for it. He just needs mm. to find his own form almost. Um, the new head coach, as you said, with Brian Dable, it, it, it does bring in new hope. It, it, I've said this before on the podcast. I've said it multiple times in groups, in, in you know, in, in in life in general. I want the Giants to be good again. Like, coming into being a fan of the NFL before the Cardinals, you know, the Giants were always good. You had Eli Manning taking them to two Super Bowls. Obviously, beating you boys was was huge in probably both of our upbringing with the game. And it just doesn't feel right that they're not constantly competing for a spot in playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's New York, isn't it? New York should have a good football team, which they yeah. don't at the moment. <laughs> um, it's quite an up and down schedule. Uh, I know you said it's that they're they're, they're in the four E's. The ES, you know they have. Again, a bit like a one week on, two weeks off, one week on, two weeks off in terms of uh, calibre of uh, opponents. So there's there's absolutely no expectation for Daniel Jones, for the Giants. And we look at what it did to the Eagles last year and look at what they achieved. I know it's a bit different because they had a new quarterback effectively. Um, but... Again, we've said it, I think, in almost every division. There's at least one team who doesn't have the stress who can just go out and play. And that is the Giants this year. Yeah, I think so. And I think the good thing about it, I don't know, on maybe your your um, idea on it, but obviously this year they had, the t- they had two of the top 10 picks in the draft. Mm. Where they drafted Kayvon Thibodeau um, the, at edge and also six foot seven Evan Neal at offensive lineman. Now, they're going to have to have potentially a while to settle into the NFL standard gameplay. And like you say, it's going to be a really interesting season to see where the Giants go with a new head coach, basically a new a new offensive line and a defensive line. Um, it, is, it is time to be t- for them to play and not really have much pressure on because 
I mean, actually, we say they don't have much pressure on, but in a division where majority of teams aren't great, do do they think that maybe should they actually have pressure on themselves? So, like, you take the Jets for example; they're in, they're the worst. We can actively say they're the worst in the AFCs, which we'll talk about later. So they don't really have any pressure. But when there's been so many different winners of the division in the last few years, does that actually cause pressure? Because I think the Giants, I may be mistaken, but I think I read it somewhere, they haven't won a division in 10 years for the NFC East. So does it does it get to a point maybe when they are actually like, okay, we actually need to do something now or not? I think we'll touch on this in more detail later when we talk about the Cowboys. But I almost feel like the other three teams in that division, so the Giants, the Commanders, and the Eagles get a jail, uh, sorry, get get a get out of jail free card every single season because of the hype that Jerry Jones pumps into his own team. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a fair point. So, so the Cowboys get put on this pedestal by no one but themselves, and then allow the other three teams to have no expectation. You know, because the whole league then suddenly goes, oh, well, the Cowboys should win the NFC East, and then they don't. You mm. know, so. No, I don't think there is any expectation. And, you know, a nice little lead into the commanders is I think the only real expectation on, on the commanders is, is with Carson Wentz. And, yeah. you know, that's probably something that we don't want to see with Daniel Jones is is become this kind of passed around the league quarterback that Carson Wentz is becoming, um, which is kind of like a, a slow death in a way in the league. Isn't no, it? It's, it, yeah, it's, it's actually quite upsetting to see. Yeah, he had such he... a good time in Philadelphia and now he's just gone... Yeah, before he becomes a QB two, who's sat behind <laughs> fresh out of college, basically a Tyrod Taylor, uh, mm. just constantly comes in if you're rebuilding. Um, is is he in a place now where he can finally get the trust and the confidence he had when he first entered the league, as you just said, of Philadelphia? I think we would have had the same conversations last year when he went to Indianapolis. Can he have the trust and the confidence? And the answer was no. The 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 owner didn't have Frank Reich had confidence in him because he'd worked with him. But Jim Irsay, his he's quite a to the point. I'm the owner. If Outspoken. I want something done, I will get it done. Like he he knew he was going to release Carson Wentz like halfway through the season. It seems. Um, I feel like the Commanders are in a they're in a good place. I think. I think it's a little bit harsh on Taylor Heineke because he's been there for a few seasons now. And he hasn't really had the chance to become a QB one there, despite taking them to the edge against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they won the Super Bowl. Um, I think it really is. I know we say all the time, it's time will tell with Carson Wentz. This could be a perfect landing spot for him, or it could again fail. Um, I think it helps that they got Terry McLaurin there and the 16th overall pick, uh, Jahan Dotson. And Sims. Who and was... Sims as well, um, at wide receivers. So, again, they're another team who have the weapons. Even they just have they, to use they them. They had, I think it was Josh McKinnon last mm. year, who was great for them out of the backfield. So, you know, you go from perhaps with the Colts, you know, Jonathan Taylor was quite clearly their, their star man. and They didn't really have a standout receiver yeah. over in Indianapolis last year. Again, it's another point like with Daniel Jones. You've got the arsenal. You just need to use it now. So, And I think Car- Carson's the type of guy who will use the arsenal 
more so than Daniel Jones, especially because they've got Saquon Barkley running through the back. My my only thing was uh, on that is how the last time we saw Carson Wentz in a regular season game was against uh, Clown Town, Jacksonville Jaguars, mm. uh, with everything that had happened, literally Urban Myers had already gone. Half the squad was like injured. They were going into like their third, fourth, fifth cornerbacks, you know, and they they lost it. Not only did they lose it, almost clinching a, a wild card space as well. Carson had a QB rating that was almost negative, which is like unheard of. Mm. Like, which means I think he only completed like he completed less than five passes. He passed the ball off regularly. That's probably down to obviously the OC or whoever the play caller is, and it just goes to show that we don't we don't know what we're going to get with him, and and that's even in a schedule like they've got, it does feel a bit like a mismatch in a weird weird way. Oh really? You think so? I, well, you put them yeah. bottom, didn't you? Yeah, I just I've got them that, third. That's that's why because although. I would love it to work. I honestly would. It just doesn't, it's just something that doesn't feel right. Um, I think, you know, look at how good he was with Doug Peterson when they won the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, that's an offensive minded coach. And he got the shot again last year of an offensive minded coach. He, I mean, actually, he's only had offensive minded coaches. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe if Ron Rivera has any ideas, it may change. We don't know that. We may see another side to him, but I, I, I just, I think it's almost too much into the unknown. Yeah, I think, I think what's key for the commanders as well is keeping Chase Young and the defense fit. Because um, I think you keep Chase Young fit; he wasn't fit last year for the majority of the season. Um, I think they could do well, but again, I know defense wins championships, but offense wins your games, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you need that to work. So. Moving on swiftly, should we get into our, oh, sorry, America's Dallas Cowboys? America's team. Jerry Jones's team. Um, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to steal the limelight quickly. Of course. Um, I've got two questions for you. Hello. Number one, we'll do number one first. So I won't do one and two. One mm-hmm. answer, two. Is Mike McCarthy on the hottest seat in the league? Hmm. I think yes. I think once you come under Jerry Jones, like you said, they are America's team. And Jerry Jones sees it as America's team. And even though Jerry Jones has said this, Mike McCarthy is always going to be the man forward. We see what he's doing there. It really works, whatever. Hasn't worked, mate, has it? You're not not getting where you want to be. You're not getting where your owner wants to be, right? Um, I think he's on a very, very hot seat because, again, he has got... The Arsenal that can win games and should be winning more than games. They should be winning playoff games. They should potentially be getting to the Super Bowl. Like they did last year, they, we thought right at the start of the season, Cowboys are the strongest team. I know, again, injuries, massive issue, whatever. But you need to find a way. And when you are, um, when you are under Jerry Jones, it's a, it, I think you're always on the hot seat. You can have Bill Belichick come in and then win the Super Bowl and then be like, okay, you got to do it again now. If you don't do it, I've got to think about you. I mean, it, it, their playoff berth did literally slip out of their hands, didn't it? Mm. Literally yeah. happened. <laughs> so, not, not looking. It wasn't a great end 
the last season for any of them. No. How Dak got the contract he did and Zeke, and that's for later in the season when we see them at two and six in week eight. <laughs> um, second question: They're always the team to underachieve. It feels uh, obviously we've touched on it already with Jerry Jones. Is this because of him? Um. Hmm. I'm not sure. I think it's a really tricky thing because he's done. He's been so successful with the team, but again, they were so successful in the '90s, whatever, right? So it's a completely different ball game now. I think he's very stuck in his ways, maybe with how he runs the business and how he wants to run his organization and the club, which other teams don't. But again, I think it's also down to. I mean, it's it's a tricky one being in the division where recently it's been pretty poor because you'll get complacent you know the the patriots got complacent you know whoever got complacent the seattle seahawks got complacent for many years because they just don't really have they're playing a third of their games are against teams they pretty much know they're going to beat already so why would you have to and you're already guaranteed then a playoff place pretty much Mm. so why would you have to really recruit and think about things whereas now the nfs the cowboys have just fallen and the NFC's now got a lot better, and there are teams now around the NFC East, which are improving and getting more and getting better and things like that. The same with the Seattle Seahawks when they were dominated in the early two thousand tens. Now the other teams are coming up, and they've just been in that lull, like with Pete Carroll, whatever. I'm thinking Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson. Jerry Jones has just been like, we were winning twenty years ago. Why aren't we winning now? I think. I think they've just been slightly complacent with the teams who they know they're going to be playing for a third of their season and it's just basically come back and bitten them in the arse that you're not as good as you used to be now i don't yeah. know it's a, it's a tricky one I, I think his only real good business decision recently was was drafting Dak. i know oh, he of course paid, absolutely I, you know a fourth round steal yeah but you know, he still hasn't delivered for the organization after what Tony Romo did. I know he, mm. I know Tony, I don't think Tony Romo won them a Super Bowl, but he kept them year in, year out almost in the playoffs. So, yeah. uh, and he was like a seventh round pick or sixth round mm. pick as well. So he, he's done well there. Um, it, it, it does feel like as well uh, on the pitch, not off the pitch now, is or on the field, I should say. Um, the Cowboys have always had that one missing piece. And sorry, I should have said three questions, not two. That's okay. uh, <laughs> have they finally got that missing piece or did they trade it away in the off season? Who are you referring to? Amari Cooper. Um, I think, I think they've got all the tools. It's just injuries, which have really hurt them. Like Dak mm. Prescott was injured for a while. Was it last year or the year before? Year before. Year before, which really threw them off. Ezekiel Elliott was injured. That was last year, wasn't it? I think so, but not. Yeah, only only like four or five games. I think. Oh, wasn't I don't it? know. Um, I think Amara Cooper is an interesting one because he's been there so long. However, you got to bring in new blood, and CD Lamb, I think, is really good. And Michael Gallup. Paper. Sorry, and Michael Gallup as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think. They should have the tools, but it's you don't know with them. I don't. They're just not consistent enough. They yeah, need to find consistency. Yeah. Do you reckon? You, do you reckon they find consistency this year, or do you think I, it's going to be the same again? Oh, 
I think it has to be this year. You know, it's the same with Daniel Jones, but for the whole organisation, is mm. you've got you've got the schedule that you know you can win games in. So go and win the games. I think we said it last week about the Vikings closing out the games that they should close yeah. out on. It's the exact same with the Cowboys. Mm. Like against the 49ers, it, it, oh, it was in the playoffs. It was in the playoffs. It was wild card. You know, Dak, sorry, but that's such a simple thing. That's the rules. You know you have to give the ball to the ref. And in that time, yes, okay, you may have been snapping it on the one second mark, but at least you would have got the playoff. Yeah. And that's the thing. You've got to close out the games, especially mm. when like, you're in the most pressurised team in the league, uh, possibly other than the team who's constantly on top, which probably this year is going to be the Bills. Um, but yeah, I, you've, got, you've got to perform now. This is the year to, to iron out any last bumps that there are, sure. um, especially as I feel that there would be even more disappointment this year if they don't get a deep playoff run that could lead to McCarthy being gone and a whole rebuild mm, again occurring. Rebuild. Yeah, and you know, then that means I mean, obviously I know Dak's got the bag but does then that question, does Zeke be questioned, yeah. does CD be questioned there's so many things that could unfold if this doesn't land mm. the way that it needs to for Jerry and the organisation Yeah, absolutely Um they're in a tricky, tricky situation and they have the eyes of America and the world on them because they're the biggest team. Now we're on to a team, another team in the NFC. We've got them both first. And unlike the Cowboys, this team are riveting. They're coming off of a great off-season, arguably the best off-season in the NFL, some speculate. Um, and now the Philadelphia Eagles, Ben, are they ready to take flight? They've brought in a load of new players they're looking really good. Can Jalen Hurts do it for them like they did in 51, Super Bowl 51, I think it was? Um, oh, see, this is the thing because I really liked watching Jalen last year, especially, you know, having his confidence massively knocked in college and coming out of college. Uh, however, this does have to be his proper backup season and show it wasn't beginner's luck. Um, as we said, I mean, he's got the weapons, isn't he? He's got Devontae Smith, mm. he's got AJ Brown, he's got Godair at tight end, he's got good running backs behind him, he's got a good defence now with the additions of Hassan Reddick, Darius Slay, with, with, I think he had a contract extension last year or, mm. or this year. Everything's in place for, for the Eagles. And I, I still, because of what we've just spoken about, I still feel like they don't have any pressure because people were expecting the Cowboys to win the East because of Jerry Jones. So Sirianni's done it with no pressure, with what people were slagging off as a top 10 draft pick team, mm. meaning the lower end of the league. And they blew people away. Um, as you said earlier on, they've got a good schedule. I just think everything's adding up in their favour at the moment. Yeah, they're looking... They're going to be dangerous in the NFC, which is a whole lot weaker than it has been over it's, the last few years. It's good to be dangerous in the NFC this year. Mm. And, you know, I, I don't think there's going to be... Obviously, there's going to be underdog teams, but I don't think there's going to be many teams who are going to go, yeah, we're underdogs, but we're going for playoffs. Yeah. You know, I think, as we said, we'll see it with the Vikings. We'll see it with the 49ers. 
but uh, it doesn't feel like there's anyone in in the NFC East who's going to do that. I mean, obviously, we may get into week three and it could all unfold like it did with the Broncos last year with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. Um, But they should absolutely go into the season filled with confidence considering what they achieved last year of no expectation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, They, Yeah, so although, you know, they haven't got the... They haven't got a challenging schedule, shall we say. They do have quite a hard run in the middle of the season that could make or break them. You there know. we go. What we got? 20th of November versus the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium. 28th of November at Lambeau Field against the Packers. And the 4th of December at home at the FedEx Stadium, I believe. FedEx Field, yeah. FedEx Field, that's it. Against the Titans, who we don't know. We, we said that's a 50-50 team this year, so that could turn around and actually be an okay game for them. Mm. But the Colts and the Packers... Both away. That's quite a challenging road trip. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Especially Lambo in late late November, early December. Night snow, please come on. That's Aaron Rodgers, basically his summer holiday there. <laughs> He's so relaxed; he got, he gets things done. But I, I think this is. I think the Eagles are going to be one of the most exciting teams to watch this year. Mm. Uh, I think. The reason I'm not going to say one of the AFC West teams is because that division is just overwhelmed with talent. But the Eagles could could make a deep run. They could make a deep yeah. run. Um, I just hope they beat the Cowboys, to be honest. <laughs> you may give Jerry Jones a heart attack. I may do, but the amount of salt he puts on his cheeseburgers from McDonald's is so unhealthy. I think he'll do that by himself. That's a little reference to Hard Knocks last year. Should we move on? Yes. Get away. So, here we are. It's my boys' division. Save the best till last, obviously. Um, the AFC East, Ben, I want you to start straight away. Where are you putting our boys? Give us your rundown. Four to one, please. Uh, I'm making no promises that we're going to be friends after this. That's fine. <laughs> In fourth, the New York Jets. In third, the New England Patriots. In second, Miami Dolphins. And in first, of course, the kings of the Division East, the Buffalo Bills. I've gone number four, the Miami Dolphins. Number three, the Buffalo Bills. Number two, the Miami Dolph- uh, the New York Jets. And number one, the New England Patriots. Let, I reckon I'm joking, I'm joking. I haven't put the <laughs> Buffalo Bills second or fourth. Uh, Jets four, Patriots three. Miami Dolphins two and the Buffalo Bills winners. Oh, you had a little change of heart. Big man, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. <laughs> I was thinking he did nice me because I had my doubts to the 49ers. Should I nice him? But no, I decided not to. Realis- uh, realism. Yeah, so that's nice. No need to change anything. Mm. Let's let's sieve through the Jets because I don't feel like there's going to be much to really say. Um, it, it's been some sad news today that Joe Flacco is going to be starting week one because Zach Wilson is out. That's not sad for Joe Flacco. That's that's quite harsh on him. It's sad news that Joe Flacco's starting. Well, it should sorry, be sad news that Zach for, Wilson's injured. For the Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, fine. that's probably the way I should have gone about it. Come on, um, Joe. Beat the beat the Ravens on Sunday. Yeah, oh, against his old team. Um, it feels like all their pre-season work has just gone through the, the floor. It's, felt, it's fallen through. You know, all the QB1 reps, everything. You know, at least if you find an injury in the season, you normally have a week to give your new quarterback 
number one rotations. We don't know how much of that Flacco's had. Um, and they've only got, what, three days to, to really put him in there. Yeah. Um, they're not starting the way they need to, really, to, to bounce back off last year. Yeah, it's a tricky situation. I, I, I made my notes yesterday and I said, can Zach Wilson make the leap? As a question to you, um, I mean, it's going to be tough now that he's missing the first three games. Um, do you still think he can come back and... I mean, he has to be better than he did last year, surely, even after an injury. I think it, it's really we'll have annoying. enough time. Yeah, still. it's really weird because a lot of people... Like even through the draft, it was really odd because he wasn't a name that people were really drawn to in college until the NFL scouts got onto him and put him in that top five bracket of quarterbacks that there mm. were last year. And then he was suddenly the second pick overall, had a whole city riding on his back, basically a whole state with New Jersey riding on his back. So it's 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 very it's 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 odd and it's a hard situation. I don't know that this is the year for it. They have strengthened as a, as a franchise, as a team, as a depth chart, as a squad. I just don't know if the bounce back is on this year for Zach Wilson. Sorry, are you saying that's solely down to, is it because he's injured? Do you reckon if he did start on Sunday that he would maybe have that? Do you reckon that the, the injury has pushed him back, though, I think... further than... Obviously, he wanted to, but far enough that he can't really succeed as much as we thought he could. I think it's what we saw last year and this news. Like, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, we saw it in in flesh with Trevor Lawrence how good he could be. Mm. I just don't think we saw enough of that consistently with Zach Wilson last year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see when he comes back for week four. Hopefully it is week four. Hopefully maybe even sooner. Gets a couple of reps in, in week three or whatever. That there is something there because you know I, I I don't I don't feel sorry for the Jets franchise because of how their fan base are, but I do feel sorry for them. They haven't had a solid quarterback, yeah, since Robert Sanchez in like 2012. So mm. it's a uh, it's a tough time to be a Jets fan. Uh, they ha- they have a tough eight game run as well from October through to the end of November, with four divisional games within those eight games. So you know Jeez. it's almost like Zach has four weeks to really get ready as he comes back for that run to not be a top ten pick again because or as as beneficial as they are, you, you don't mm. want to be in there for multiple years. Yeah, it's not ideal. They're not in a they're not in a fantastic situation, but I think Zach Wilson. I think he could be the man who, at the end, does does take them to... I think he's good enough to take them far. Mm. How far, though, that is, does rely on who he gets to throw to and everything like that, which obviously has to be done, has to, has to make sense. I, I mean, the thing that just pops into my mind is that there must be something there that NFL players are seeing and not being shown to the wider world because of Tyreek Hill's decision to almost go to the Jets. And mm. how close he was to going to play for Zach. So yeah. hopefully we see the glimpses of it again, like we saw in his pro day and the throws he was making there. I know they were uncontested, but just his sheer arm talent is is good enough, as you say, to take them deep. But we just haven't seen it in, in the competitive environment yet, really. Yeah, that's a fair point. So we move on to your boys. Uh, mm. I got a grilling with mine. 
so I've prepared only a few questions for you. Okay. How are you feeling for the season is, uh, is the first one. Well, originally, a few weeks ago slash months, I think I have, I think I'm blinded by the lights in terms of, in, if you're talking of the weekend. Um, I feel like me as a Patriots fan is very blinkered. We've always, well, since I've been watching them, due to my friend making me support the Patriots, we've always been good, and now we're not as good, um, which is fine, you know? Teams get their ups and downs. We're probably due a down, which we are at the moment. Um, but I had to look at, the obviously, the other teams, their additions they've brought in, and I've looked at us, and I've had a look at, I've looked deeper into who we now have, where people have gone, and I'm not very confident. Yeah, that that was going to be my next question. Are you happy with the depth? And if, like, um, regardless of what you say, will that compete? I'm. No, I'm. I'm not happy with the depth, and I'm also not happy. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll be able to compete against the Bills. That's a certain. Miami, different one again. Your quarterback is. Meh. Not sure still. Don't know about him. So you got to win games if your quarterback can throw to the likes of Tyreek Hill now. Um, if they can't, no one can throw to him, then it's not really a problem. Uh, I worry. I'm I'm a bit concerned about Bill Belichick now with who he's brought in. So I think he's I think it's a little bit silly bringing back Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, both failed head coaches. Matt Patricia was great when he was here before, but he's gone to a head coaching role failed at Detroit and now he's like, bring me back. Um and he won't he won't have confidence, I don't think, coming into it because you've just had a really, really bad experience at head coach. Same with Joe Judge. At the he was here before, great. Then he went to the Giants and now he's back. And again, I think it's the confidence thing. Also, you have your son working for you. That's like fucking school football when you're shit and your dad is the manager, and you get played because your dad's the manager. Also, oh. no, no one's no one's sorry, no one's fault, but you lose your best offensive coordinator probably ever in Josh McDaniels. Add to a head coaching role. I think it's just a little bit. He's trying to backtrack to where he was before. It's like the Brady days when you were winning every other Super Bowl, mate. You can't do that anymore. These these coordinators and things these coaches have had different lives different experiences they they then it doesn't work i think the only unfair fair thing you've 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 mentioned there is his son being on the coaching staff his son's been on the coaching staff for the last 10 years yeah but he's how old is he in his 40s what's he do though what's he do at the moment i think he's a positional coach my man is outside linebackers coach, but still yeah. 35. So he was working at 25. I think it's old, only to do with his dad. He's not very good. You see him as a head coach, he'll get sacked inside three weeks. Wagwan. There we go. But I, do, you not, do you agree, though, with the likes of Joe Judge and Matt Patricia coming back? That it's yeah, a bit I, of a I silly move. Say, I found it weird that Brian Flores wasn't included in your staff again, considering. Mm. 
how well appreciated he is across the league, even after everything coming out with Miami. Yeah. Um, not to add someone like Brian Flores to a team who is clearly in need of some kind of offensive. He is offensive, right? Mm. Yeah, some kind of offensive adjustment, especially if McDaniel's going. It's just, it just yeah, it does feel like a bit of a reach. I'm not sure in what direction. Yeah. yeah. But. I don't again, know. Oh, yeah. Back to our famous phrase of only time will tell. Mm. <laughs> um, so, sorry to open up the can of worms again. Has Bill made the adjustments he needs to? with staff to fill the void of McDaniels. No. So who is your actual offensive coordinator this year? I'm I'm gonna look it up now because I'm not even sure at this rate to be fair. Um New England Patriots, here we go. Offensive coordinator. Here we go. This is really bad for me. I know this we, I probably should have looked at this before, but hey ho, we get these. Um let's have a look at this. Let's have a look at this. Team, here we go. Uh Coaches, offensive coordinator, we've got offensive assistants, offensive line, offensive assistants, defensive line, special teams coordinator. Um, ben, let me tell you, we don't have an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. Current They're all offensive assistants, <laughs> wide receivers, offensive assistant, which is Joe Judge, senior football advisor, offensive line, Matt Patricia, uh, running backs, linebackers is Steve, big Steve. Oh, safeties, Brian Belichick. I assume that's his son as well. Fucking dick. Uh, <laughs> defensive line. Yeah. That's why I was confused because I was like, this is why I probably don't know much about it because there's fucking no one to know about because there isn't a natural offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. It's all just, you do this, you do this. And they're not going to all line up, are they? Let's be real. <laughs> they're all going to work different playbooks somehow and it's going to be chaotic. I think Bill Belichick's just been like, I'll fucking deal with it all, and you lot. We don't have we don't have a named one of them two. Is that a worry for you? Yeah, it's a I big old worry so. for me. I think, I think that like obviously we don't know if they're registered or whatnot or what's going on properly, but obviously there's, there's no published thing for that, as far as we are aware. Well, they got special teams coordinators on here. Yeah, and- I'd like to think that if they had coordinators, they would have them three days before your first game. Yeah. I, th- I, I think, think that they must be there. They're just not published. They must be. It's... But if not, that does explain... It's on the app. That is very... What, the NFL, the official NFL app? No, the Patriots app, which I think is probably even more up to date. Yeah, that's probably fair enough. There has been a lot of rumours surrounding the Patriots offence Um in pre-season and how they're not looking as strong as they were last year. Mm. Um, they need to put them to bed early this year or or it could be a very, very long season for you and your boys. Absolutely agree. I think losing Shaq Mason was ridiculous. I think losing JC Jackson was ridiculous. He was probably your best player last year. And then your wide receivers for... Mac Jones, they're all second. They're all second string, basically. They're all, you know, you got the Nelson Aguilar. He wasn't wanted by the Raiders. You got Devonte Parker, who whatever, whatever his name is. Um, they're either all unheard of, or they're all second string receivers where the team before didn't want them. At least you have like teams who have at least one star. 
Okay, you've got Miami, who now have Tyreek Hill. You've got Buffalo, who now have Josh Allen. If you want to be a successful team, you have to have stars. I know, obviously, Cincinnati Bengals didn't have stars last year, and they were able to do stuff, but you are highly rated rookies. Our first overall pick was an offensive lineman, or I think, or defensive lineman. Yeah, it was. From, like, Chowit, Chow, Chumbabamba. What was it called? It was like it wasn't even Division One. It wasn't a Division One college. Were you trying to say Chumbawamba? Which Chumbawamba? Yeah, that's that's what the Peter Crouch podcast, mate. <laughs> Chumbawamba College. Um... Do they battle between D One and D Two? Do they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the problem. Um... Is when I don't really recognise any of our players we've got. Kendrick yeah. Bourne. Second string, third string, by San Francisco. He, he was good for you last year. He was very good for you. He was right. We've lost. Um, oh well, who was the guy you liked? What was his name? And he went to Houston for like a seventh round pick. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I've got his uh, Henry. I don't know. Not anyway. Hunter Henry. No, no, no. The oh, we to be fair, we have Hunter Henry and we have Jonas Smith at tight end, but yeah. again. Uh. Yeah, I mean, again, there are no st- there are no stars in our team. No, we've lost and, Dante Hightower. Again, where the hell is where the hell is everyone Michael, going? And Van Noy, and Van Noy, and JC Jackson. I, I'm not going to move on yet because I'm enjoying this a bit. There is no room for error in the AFC this year, um, and again. It could be a steep uphill climb from the jump. You have a really tough start as well. So, are you ready for this? Well, I know we've got the Dolphins and then someone else. The Steelers. Yeah, Steelers second. And then you're at the Ravens. And then you play the Packers. Sorry, who was the third game? Rams? Ravens. Oh, Ravens. In Baltimore. Okay. Well, that's 0-4 straight away. Actually, no, we'll beat the Steelers. (laughs) They got Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Um, again, it's once I actually see it on TV, then I'll take more judgments from it. But if you look at it on paper, the main facts are you've lost two of your best players last year in Shaq Mason, JC Jackson. You've lost the guys you brought back in for whatever reason. You just let them go again in Carl Van Noy, Dante, Dante Hightower. You lost your offensive coordinator. You've brought back two guys who have failed as head coaches in roles now where they don't really have proper titles. You don't have an offensive coordinator by name. You don't have a defensive coordinator by name. You don't have any stars as weapons for Mac Jones, who is probably the only bright spark in this team at the moment. And that's it. That's seven points for you, Ben. Seven points is the amount of games we're going to lose in the first seven games. Should we, should we move on, mate? Should we try yes, and please. lift the spirits again for the last last little bit? You're lucky I didn't put them last. I probably <laughs> would have if Jack, Zach Wilson was fit. Um, we move on to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't actually got much for them because I think what they've done in the off-season has kind of spoken for itself. Um, obviously, if you've been following it, it's pretty self-explanatory. They have arguably the best wide receiver in the league 
the quickest player in the league. They've done well on defensive. They've done well on recruitment. They've obviously got the new their new head coach, who was the offensive coordinator for the Forty Niners, Joe McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel. Um, I think they're the dark horses of this division and conference. Yeah, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be good. I think Mike McDaniel's highly, highly spoken about um, in San Francisco. I don't think many people there wanted him to leave, but obviously, if an opportunity comes calling, you're going to take it. Um, like you say about the Tyreek Hill thing, the only issue I have is, like I mentioned, Tua. Tua Tungavailoa, um, 55 turnovers in the last two seasons since he's been here. Um, obviously not good enough. And if you want to be successful, you're going to have to throw the ball and succeed and give it to Tyreek. Do you think Tua is up to it? I I think that on top of the stats that you've just produced for us, I think the biggest concern was the video that came out with him throwing the ball short to Tyreek. Mm. And that was after Tyreek has publicly gone out and said, Tua's got the best arm in the game. And that's coming away from... Patrick Mahomes, yeah. <laughs> who is a generational talent, who's, you know, no doubt a future Hall of Famer, mm. to someone who's had criticism since he's entered the league, obviously coming in with an injury. But, yeah, I I, I do believe they're the dark horses because I think the, the offence is going to have the opportunities to, to close out games. And I just, that's my only concern is, you know, that was such a threat for Kansas with that deep ball that Mahomes could probably chuck Tyreek from their own 10-yard line. Yeah. You know, get to the opponent's 30 or something and then Tyreek just does the rest from there, throws up his peace sign or his deuces and backflips into the end zone. Mm. But I just I just don't see that happening in Miami in the way that it does in, did in Kansas. Um, they have to try and prove themselves early as well. Uh, they have an okay schedule, um, but again, 11th of September, they're at, as we said, we're there at Gillette Stadium. 18th of September, they're playing the Ravens. Uh, 25th of September, they're at, they're in Buffalo, and on the 30th, they're playing the Bengals. There's four hard games, two divisional, um, against the teams. That obviously, we sandwich them between. So it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. It, it, you know, if if they get off, I I I don't see them going zero and four. I probably see them going two and two. But if they really want to compete, I think they've got to be three and one. Mm. So that that'll be interesting. I mean, I think every team in the AFC now this year is going to have to have a really really good season to make sure they're in the in the wild cards. It, honestly, it's going to be mental in the AFC. It's going to be absolutely mental. So finally, the Buffalo Bills. Brandon, kick us off. Um, they're the best team in the AFC. And out of the four teams, they have the easiest schedule in the AFC East. Um, however, we all think, we all seem like, we're, we're saying now we're like, Buffalo are going to win it. Nine, eight or nine people out of ten are saying Buffalo are going to win it. They're going to win it all. They're going to win it all. Is the competition too tough in the AFC to even fathom or even have an idea really now about who's going to win it? Like we've seen the last few years, Kansas City most likely going to get there or thereabouts, and they have. Is it too tough now for Buffalo to just to say now Buffalo are one of them teams? 
Well, just filling in, filling into the bracket. Sorry, falling into the bracket of just everyone else, like the AFC West. Is that the question? Well, I think. Well, a lot of people are saying they're going to get to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. However, is it too early now? Is it is that too much pressure on them now to say that, even though they've fallen the hurdles? And is the competition too tough now to even suggest or think? Is it is it silly now to just say they're going to be the ones there now, or are we going to have to really right. think about like we have like we did the AFC West? You have no idea who's going to win that. Is that now what Buffalo situation is, or do you think they're upper echelon? ahead of everyone else so their last two seasons they have been knocked out of the playoffs in two very brutal ways it was harsh and and we saw the bounce back that they had last year and then Mm. losing on a coin toss on a coin toss because of the way the rules are written i dread to see the passion that they have in that facility at the moment i think it would be pretty wild to mm. be a fly on the wall in there right now um so i think it's always hard being said you're the number one team in the nfl you know not many teams can adapt to that other than tom brady's era in new england it, well at least in our lifetime that was probably the one team who we know could do it um uh, yeah i think that's hard but I think they could back it up. I do. I think they, I think we're going to go... We know they're probably going to go deep in the in the AFC. The mm. AFC West schedule, as we know, 50%... Sorry, a third of their games, each of their teams, are going to be brutal games at least. Um, so I, I almost feel like, although the odds are with them, every avenue you try and look down, it makes sense why they're with them. They've got yeah. a great roster... As you said, they've got two those two star players on offense, a whole host of them behind them, mm. a whole host of them on defense. You've only added to that with Von Miller, um, who's already who knows what it takes to win two Super Bowls now. <sighs> yeah, I think no worries. Own... Sorry, no worries. No, I don't think so. I think the only place where it could happen is divisional matches. Um, they can't slip against those in, in those six fixtures. They they, yeah. they can't do it because uh, it is their number one seed to lose in my mind. It, it really is. Yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely. Well, that's it. That's uh, that is officially all of our predictions over. Um, Preseason we, in a nutshell. We almost need to let the football do the talking. However, we have our one team. Sorry. Yeah, one team per division, or one team altogether. What was it? One team altogether. One team altogether. Off you go, Brandon. Uh, I've played it safe over the last few weeks, and I could easily have gone with one team today. Um, but we've spoken so highly about them. They've had a great off season. I'm going for Philadelphia Eagles. You, you, you I, I shouldn't have let you go first. You're gonna have to take the other one. I, I will do. Yeah, I think. I think. I don't think last week I played safe. And I know no, for the didn't. AFC West, I did not play safe. So I will go safe this week. I have trust in the Buffalo Nation. I have trust in Josh Allen. I have trust in that whole organisation that mm. they will get to the Super Bowl and they will play the Chargers. That's so annoying. 
No, they won't play the Chargers. No, they no. will play the Chargers in the divisional round, but they will play the Arizona Cardinals in Phoenix, Arizona. <gasps> Is that your prediction? Unofficially. <laughs> Unofficially official. Uh, I think that, all jokes aside, the Super Bowl is going to be the... Oh, fuck knows anymore. Um, I think the Super Bowl is going to be Cincinnati Bengals and the Green Bay Packers. Ooh. <laughs> I, I don't know mine. why that came straight out of my mouth. I will stay with mine for now. We will do our six-week predictions yes. again this year so please stay tuned please tune in week in week out brandon has been a privilege i've loved this preseason it's been a well we need to say what up. we're doing from next week the new schedule the new schedule for next week why don't we let them keep them on a little tease make them come back well i need to know as well i haven't got a close <laughs> <week. laughs> basically i believe what we've suggested is we're not going to be able to because of the time that we will be doing uh, the podcast in, it's going to be too far away from the weekend before we record and extremely close to the weekend before we record. Uh, Sorry, after we record. So I think we're just going to do a bit of like a highlight the the key areas, almost a bit of a breakdown like we've done already, talk about each division and the key points. and anything else that really comes to mind? Sadly, tales of Tebow has ended. That is a thing. And Breeze's Brewery season. And Breeze's Brewery is gone. He went bust because of the amount of times he couldn't provide the beverages yeah. for us. Um, sacked him off. Sacked him off. Like Mark McCarthy's going to be by week ten. Uh, that's it, really. You've heard our predictions. All eight divisions. It's been a great talking point. And we've just seen that Liverpool lost 4-1 to Napoli. So currently, my evening can't get any better. Lovely job, Enjoy Thursday night. Enjoy Sunday. And we will catch you next week with the Division B podcast in the regular 2022 season.